I just want to start off and tell you, and I mean, you've heard a lot about me um, tonight, a lot more than I was expecting, but anyway. Um, but I, another thing about me is that I have this tendency to get really lost. Um, I don't know if anyone else has this problem. I think I'm really good at directions and I'm really not. Uh, so I have like lots of stories of when I've got like, not just that, not just like a little bit lost, but just like really badly lost. Uh, one time I was I was in traveling from um, Paris to London with my friend. We did this gap year thing and it was fun, but lots of adventures. And one of the things that happened is we were we were on this bus and we we're just chilling and we we're excited to go to London. It was late at night and we were just it was like one of those like overnight buses. And we end up in this border. Um, kind of like a border control because obviously all the countries in Europe are so close yet like just drive over the border it's kind of like going to another state but yeah it's a bit weird anyway so you have to go everyone on, on the bus had to get off and show their passports and go through this like it's kind of like an airport kind of thing and everyone else on the bus was wasn't Australian we were the only ones who went from Europe so everyone else went through really quickly they got through and we just got off the bus like with nothing just like I think, I don't think I was, I was even wearing shoes. I don't know why, but so all of our stuff was just like on the bus. We were like sleep deprived. We just got off. We were like, yeah, whatever. But it was like a really confusing building and we just got so lost. Like we just, we couldn't figure out where we were meant to be. Like no one was helping us. We didn't speak French, obviously. So we're like, everyone just like, oh, you're dumb tourists. So we're walking around this building for ages. We just like could not find. And then we got out of the building and we could not find our bus. We literally just couldn't find it. Like, I just have no idea where that went. And we were, we were freaking out. We're like, uh, we need to get on this bus. Because the problem was that the border, um, so the border between like the UK and Europe, there's an underground train thing, but you can like drive a bus onto it. And then, it, so there's lots of buses and trucks and it just like goes. It's kind of like an O-barn or something. It's, it's very interesting. But if you if we didn't get back on our bus, obviously all of our stuff is on that bus. It's not just like a few minutes up the highway. It's like on a train going to London. So, uh, oh, this is really fun. So um, eventually we get someone to help us and he um, um, he speaks English and he d drives us in his car, his random personal car. It was a bit dodgy, but anyway. And we get to um, the, we find our bus, which is like literally one minute um, away from leaving on the train and all of our stuff and everything would have been gone. Anyway, so that's just a little example um, of me getting very lost. But tonight I will actually want to talk about purpose. And for me, purpose is something that actually keeps me from getting super lost because if you know where you're going and you know where you're meant to be going and, and the, the roadmap for how to get out of the building, you, you're not going to get lost, right? And so purpose actually comes from knowing who we are in Jesus and that he's calling us to live lives that are, are far bigger than ourselves. So um, when we don't have purpose, we, we kind of feel like life is moving on without us like I did with that bus uh, we need purpose to keep us grounded and I remember when I was in high school um, especially year 11 and 12 I don't know if we have any year 12 struggling through at the moment I feel sorry for you guys but um, there's so much pressure I don't know if you found it there's so much pressure to figure out what you're going to do with your life if you're going to go to uni or TAFE or get a job or take a gap year or whatever it is 
And so tonight I feel, I just really felt from God to just speak into um, purpose and, and what that all looks like, because it's, it's super easy to have our purpose from um, what's going on around us, what our friends are doing, what um, our parents say we should do, which can be really good, but sometimes it's also not what you need to be doing. So um, yeah, I just want to speak about that. And so uh, I do want to get practical though. I love um, being practical with these things. So I'm just going to break it down for you in kind of three different areas of what purpose looks like, because I, I really believe that God's equipping you guys for the, with unique tools, because uh, we're all different to build his kingdom on earth. So the first um, kind of element of purpose is potential. And that's what I want to look at is, is basically like your skills, the things that you like doing, the things you're good at. And by skill, I don't mean necessarily, but it often we kind of focus on, you know, I'm the best at um, art, I'm the best at sport, and those things are super good and that's super relevant. But sometimes it's, it's just as simple things like listen, being able to listen to people, connect with people who are different from you. Um, you love hospitality, you love cooking, you love serving others. Um, you love looking out for people who might be getting bullied at school. Those kind of things are, are really important as well, not just like, oh, I can, I'm, I'm really good at, um, I'm the best person in my soccer team. You know, that's obviously important, but sometimes we miss the smaller things that we're, that God's totally using. Uh, so too often it's, yeah, it's these big things that we focus on. And if we're not the best player in our football team, then we're, you know, God can't use me. But it's actually more about how you serve people on your football team and how you love people in your football team than actually being the best, even though God totally uses your talents in those areas. So um, when you're thinking about your purpose and when you're thinking about where God might be leading you, look at how he's created you and, and what the person he's created you to be and what he's actually placed in your hands and what he's placed around you. For me, I'm studying law, which is a journey sometimes, but um, I look back on the little things, um, even things that my parents would mention. Uh, I used to just, <laughs> well, it's not, I don't recommend this. I used to get into heavy debates with my parents and <laughs> um, one time my parents didn't let me go to youth and which is not good Christian parenting um, but I was really naughty that week and I was so sad about it because I love youth I hope everyone else feels like this too uh, and I typed up this like two-page letter I was like you are like contravening the declaration of human rights like you need to let me go to youth blah 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 I thought I was pretty cool I clearly I was a bit of a lame teenager, had a bit of time on my hands, but, uh, you know, it did work. So hot tip, it's what you got to do if your parents ever ground you. Um, and a, like an example of this in the Bible is someone I really admire is Paul. I've been reading through Acts a bit recently and he, I just love how God uses his ability to speak. He speaks um, multiple languages, Hebrew and Greek. And he uses that to preach the gospel. He uses his knowledge of philosophy, of religion, all different areas to relate to people and to just share the love of Jesus. And it doesn't need to be academic. You don't need to know two languages. We're all equipped in different ways. And so the second thing I really want to look at is, is passion. And um, that's something that's really central to finding out um, our purpose in life and this is something that God's actually placed on our hearts. Passion is something that um, God's given to us. It's not something we formulate by ourselves. So 
one thing for me when I'm trying to figure out what I'm passionate about, it's often something I feel really frustrated by. I'm really, I'm like, oh, that's so bad. I can't believe that happens. Like, I really want to change that. Like, and it can be something really small, like your friends, you know, littering or something, or your friends gossiping, or you know, the way that um, like people are struggling with sickness and not having enough money and stuff like that. And you go, oh, that's terrible. Like, I really, I really feel angry that that's happening to them. So, you know, every everyone's different. It could be a whole range of things. It doesn't have to be something really big and dramatic. Um, but just think about that. And even if you don't know what that is at the moment, that's that's totally fine. I know I I think even until in year 11, I, I wasn't really sure where God was leading me in various things. And um, I've, I just asked God to show me his heart and, and what he wanted me to be passionate about. So I de- de- ugh, definitely encourage you to do that. Um, I know that God has showed me that um, he's really got a heart for people who are on the edge of society and people who are struggling. And um, so he just showed me like that. He just wants to include all people, um, like refugees, people from different backgrounds. And, and I just remember that so strongly and I've never forgotten that. So definitely reach out and ask God and say, what do you want me to be passionate about? And um, he'll definitely, he'll definitely show you. And God given passion always results in action. It's always um, overwhelming. It's all consuming. As Christians, we're actually called to be really passionate people. And it doesn't look the same way for everyone. So it doesn't mean you have to be up there yelling or um, being really in the spotlight. It can be um, just being in your room and praying and believing for things. So uh, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is Psalm 69 verse 9. I've got it in the NLT. And it's passion for your house has consumed me. If nothing else, we're called to be passionate about Jesus and what he's doing through his house, which is actually the church and this youth group. Um, so, and that's something where God's just calling us to be really on fire for. And I don't mean that everyone needs to necessarily be pastors, but that we're just passionate about sharing Jesus with others, with our friends. Um, church is actually just, you know, a group of people who love Jesus gathering together and and talking about how they can share the gospel and praying and worshiping together. So it's not just a building. So that's one thing that I'd really encourage you to be passionate about. So, um, and the third thing is, is presence. This is the far most important element of, of discovering your purpose. It's we need to get in the presence of God and just surrender to him. One phrase that Christian people kind of throw around is getting in the upper room. I don't know if you've heard that um, mentioned, but in the Bible, um, the upper room was a room um, where the disciples, um, which are people who are friends with Jesus, who hung around with Jesus, um, were able to encounter the Holy Spirit. It was the first time that um, they'd encountered God's presence with us on earth. And it was just a super crazy moment. I'm just going to read from Acts 1 and Acts 2 so you get a bit of context. And I love the Bible. Got my massive Bible here. (laughs) So they left uh, the mountain called Olives and returned to Jerusalem. It was little over half a mile. They went to the upper room they had been using as a meeting place. They agreed that they were in this for good, completely together in prayer, the women included. And then a little bit later on in Acts 2, when the Feast of Pentecost came, they were all in together in one place. Without warning, 
There was a sound like a strong wind, gale force. No one could tell where it came from. It filled the whole building. And then like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread through their ranks and they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted them. And that that is just a, such an amazing um, account of, of what happened in that time that all the believers um, were of one heart. And that's totally what your church is about, is being, you know, people who have the same heart and have um, the same heart for um, people to know Jesus. And so um, I, I love that description in, uh, in Acts. And so this, um, this upper room moment for the disciples is not something just happened 2000 years ago. It's something that we can experience every day and it can be at church. It can be over zoom. It can be in your room. Um, I often just chuck on a worship song and close my blinds and just, just lie down in the dark or stand up and worship. Like it doesn't have to be anything fancy as long as you have Spotify or YouTube or you don't even need that, but I love that. I love a good Hillsong playlist. Um, but yeah, too often in relation to our, our purpose, we go, oh, I've got the skills, you know, I know what I'm passionate about. And then we go, oh, but no, I don't, I don't need God. I don't need that aspect. Like I've got it. I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go, go to uni and that's, I've got it. But we forget that the most important thing is that we need to surrender that, surrender what we have in the presence of God. And um, in the presence of God is where we're shaped and we're challenged and we're changed. I've seen tons of people who are super talented. Um, they've got it all going on. You know, they're super popular. They've got, you know, skills coming out of their ears, but they don't know how to get into the presence of God and surrender that to him. And so it, it doesn't go anywhere. They, they lose their foundation, which is God. And the purpose is not actually about a career. It's about a calling. And our calling is something that we find only in the presence of God. So, and our calling isn't just what we're going to do in the future. Um, that's part of it. But our calling is actually what God's calling us to do right now. And that's in our schools, in our part-time jobs, in our families. And so we need to get in the presence of God to know where he's calling us. And um, I just, another um, Bible story I want to share with you is from uh, 2 Kings chapter 4. I don't know if you guys have um, heard of this one before, but I'm starting from verse 1. Uh, one day the wife of a man from the guild of priests called out to Elijah. So Elijah was um, a prophet, a guy who's called to talk about um, God and, and all that he meant um, to him and, and the fact that God wants to love us and be part of our lives. And so he's pretty famous um, back then. This is why this uh, gal is um, calling out to him. And so your servant and my husband is dead. You know well... Uh, you well know what a good man he was, devoted to God. And now the man who was, whom he was in debt to is on his way to collect by taking my two children as slaves. Elijah said, I wonder how I can be of help. Tell me, what do you have in your house? Nothing, she said. Well, I do have a little oil. Here's what you do, said Elijah. Go up and down the streets and borrow jugs and bowls from all your neighbours, and not just a few, all you can get. Then come home, lock the door behind you, you and your sons, pour oil into each container. When each is full, set it aside. She did what he said. She locked the door behind her and her sons. As they brought the container to her, she filled them. When all the jugs and the bowls were full, she said to one of her sons, another jug, please. He said, that's it. There's no more jugs. And then the oil stopped. 
she went and told the story to the man of God. He said, go sell the oil and make good on your debts. Live, both you and your sons, on what's left. And so that may not, may not make a whole lot of sense to some people, but basically what happened here is this, this lady had, all she had was a tiny, tiny bit of oil. She had no possessions, nothing else that was of worth. And she called out to God and um, all... And so she just had, she made, she felt like she had nothing. She had nothing to offer. She even says in the story, I've got nothing. And then she thinks, oh, I've got, why well, do you have this one thing? And so I think sometimes uh, maybe even people here tonight feel like, oh, I've, I've really got nothing. I'm not pretty, I'm not really cool. I'm not super talented. I'm not really smart, but um, I don't really know what I have to even offer to be a part of my purpose. But look what God can do in this, in this situation with a tiny drop of oil. There was, it was overflowing. Every container was full that they could find. Uh, and I was listening to this song um, by Hillsong. It's called Upper Room this week. And one of the verses really stood, stood out to me. Um, and I felt that was really important for you guys. Uh, there's this, I'll just read it. It's, so help me God, breathe on my weakness. For all I want is to be like Jesus. I don't have much, but what I have is yours to use. So make my whole life your upper room. So he can do that in your life if you let him. All we need to do is just surrender it and and get down on our knees and get in the presence of God. And it's not about what we have or how much we have. It's actually about how much we're willing to give over to God. So if you let um, Jesus make your whole life, his upper room you'll be unstoppable and i can promise you that so that's all i i really wanted to felt to share with you guys tonight but i just want to um finish with a prayer and and just to pray for you guys um a lot of you are, are at school at the moment and doing impacting people in ways you can't imagine i just want to pray into that if that's all good so um why don't you join me in prayer Lord God, I just thank you for the young people of One Youth and the way that they're impacting their worlds for you. I just pray that you give them the courage, even tonight, to just step out and, and just pop on some worship music and just spend some time with you, letting you speak to them and comfort them and show them the way forward. I pray that they would have the courage to ask you, where are you leading me? What, who do you want me to talk to about you? Where do you want me to share your love with people around me? I just pray that even right now, people who might be unsure about what they have to give or if they even have anything that they can offer, that you just encourage them and show them that you've, you've created them as incredible beings who have a, a special place in your kingdom to, to show your love to others. And we thank you that I've been able to be a part of um, One Youth uh, tonight. And we thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. Amen.